What's up? Welcome to Nuts FM. You're tuned in to Student Shoutouts, a show where we give campus talent the spotlight to go in depth about their art. And I'm your host, Noel. Today we have in our tiny studio, Tiny and the Crackheads. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay. Um, you may now introduce yourselves. Uh, okay. I'm Sarah, also known as Tiny. I am the vocalist. Uh, my name's Donish. I am the bassist slash guitarist, and I'm one of the crackheads. I'm Dar. I'm the drummer. Um, that's about it. Okay, cool. Um, could you guys please describe your band to people who may not know who you guys are? Oh, we are a four-piece alternative with punk and new wave influences oh yeah they have they have their tagline you know yeah <laughs> okay mm-hmm. let's go um can you tell me how did you guys meet and how this form uh this band came to be you know uh well danish and i met in 2018 yeah, first year yeah. yeah first year uh we had a band before this it was called uh friday afternoon um that was a really cool band. I uh, even got Hazik from Prodigium. He was our drummer, yeah. And uh, that didn't work out, so uh, now we have Tiny and the Crackheads, yeah. Mm. And I mean, yeah, like you said, it's basically, we're, we're like an, uh, I guess like a reboot of that band, so to speak, because we, we had a really good vibe going on. We all, like, we kind of gelled well. Together. I remember that band. I think yeah. you guys performed at open mic. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That we only had like what one performance? We like the Malaysian. We did Pulang. Yeah. We did Pulang, Pulang yeah. right? The Insomniacs. Um, but I mean, like she said, it didn't work out, and uh, we decided to try again. So, yeah, yeah. And then they they found another drummer, which yeah. is less loud as Hazik, but still quite loud. Are you talking about yourself? Yeah. Yes. He's <laughs> yeah, yeah, still very loud. <laughs> you're you're still really loud. Yeah, I'm still pretty loud. Harish said, you know, from Prodigium. We're looking for a loud drummer Supporting each other I love this Mm -hmm. Okay cool And we actually sat down We didn't sit down We went outside We went outdoors To record um, A live session Of Telo Susuda Matahari Which Mm -hmm. should be out um, On NTV And do check out The video guys Because we sweat a lot Oh my gosh (laughs) It was so hot There was much sweat involved in oh this production so please do give us all the views and it's okay so amazingly sarah actually um she came to me she came oh, to yeah. she came to noel and said i would like to be featured and after listening to her song i was like hell yes <laughs> i would love to feature you guys so yeah so a quick plug like not actually provides um demo recordings as well as live recordings so if you or your band would like to be recorded, just hit Noel up, hit me up at Noel Has Feathers. Okay, now let's move <laughs> on to the last song, Matahari. Can you talk about what inspired you to write this song? Uh, what inspired me? Um, okay, so I went to my first gig. It was called uh, Sabda. I went with my two friends. Um, okay, I went. Okay, I went with one friend, but I m- bumped into another friend. Uh, mm-hmm name dropping here Kase from Sanja and uh, Khadija uh, we were at this gig and then we were hanging out at the gig we were talking about how uh, difficult it is to be a child in uh, this day and age and we were talking about how our parents are just 
children who had children mm-hmm. you know and um they wanted to teach us the most like basic things like in a baby book they w- like it would say this is an egg this is milk or this is the sun oh by the way uh-huh. i forgot to mention that telur susu da matahari is actually a malay song yes uh, and telur susu da matahari actually means um egg uh, milk and, and sun. sun yeah yeah uh, so yeah we were talking about that and it's sad how our parents can't avoid also teaching the very dark things in life like how effed up the world is so <laughs> yeah she's self-censored yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, like that's basically what the song mm. is about like h- the difficulties of parenting and the difficulties of being a child okay why malay why did you write this song in malay um that's a good question because like i didn't plan to write it in malay but i guess i felt like felt more personal more mm-hmm. like a little homier is that a word like <laughs> yeah i guess it just felt more personal yeah i really enjoyed the song especially um in the second verse um oh. the what's what was the lyrics uh again? gigi pute yes uh gigi pute suakoya all of that was just me describing like the scars from being a child at this day and age it's just a lot of crying a lot of um, falling down yeah basically all of that um, but I think it's really funny because actually your musicians actually had another take on the song like would you could you talk about that for um, a bit? okay so I'll just give a bit of context so um, Sarah sent this song to me like a sample and the lyrics as well over summer. Yeah, mm-hmm. summer. And I think she described it as, because um, I I but I don't speak Malay natively, uh-huh. um, so I I don't really understand the lyrics. But um, what she told me was that it's about a song of how um, again our parents try to raise us with the best intentions, but mm-hmm. we kind of still grow up pretty messed up. <laughs> um, and from the little kind of Malay I know. Uh, I uh, one of the lyrics was um, uh, if the sun if the sun is still up. Oh, selagi bintang di langit kelip dan matahari terbit. Yeah, and um, uh, something about doomsday. Kiamat mudi tangguhkan. So, and I was trying to infer. Wait, maybe there's like some religious, like you know, metaphorical reference because I believe in like in Islam or something. Yeah. Um, if if uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I believe in Islam. Uh, the end of the world is signified when the sun doesn't rise. Doesn't rise. So I was like, wow, she's like, you know, it, um, like definitely weaving in like religious themes, like um, you know, the Sufjan Stevens mm-hmm. in um the song Visions of Gideon. You know, it's like biblical references. So I was like, I thought she did that. I asked her about it, and apparently that was complete lie. No, like, yeah. <laughs> I was that like, wasn't no, my intention. That wasn't her intention, but I still found that pretty cool. Anyway, and the fact that it's in Malay mm-hmm. kind of reaches out to like a local audience who grew up with probably a Malay mm-hmm. and maybe Muslim bra- background. So like, I think that fit quite well. Mm-hmm. What about you, Daud? Well, what are what is your take I on this song? I had no, you know, I had no, no. The lyrics didn't really, you know, because I'm I'm way back most of the time, so I didn't really hear. Like, yeah, you were literally yeah, quite way back. Quite far. <laughs> if you watch the video, you know, you'll see. Quite <laughs> <far>. <laughs> <So> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, can we talk about what influences, musical influences you guys have? Like, what influenced your sound? Because to me, to my ears, 
um, I would describe you guys as alternative and it has a very sort of a little bit kind of post-rock kind of feel where it's a bit slower and it's not as aggressive but the messages are really clear so could you guys talk a little bit about um, how you guys um, are influenced musically? I think yeah alternative mm-hmm. yes but uh, we're, we're also kind of we listen to mostly like old school music mm-hmm. like um, we listen to like Fleetwood Mac uh, uh, the Smiths, Smiths. yeah <laughs> Smiths mm. I think you uh, uh, like new wave kind of stuff like new order yeah, yeah like Blondie, like Blondie or yeah. Tame Impala Tame Impala but for me I don't listen to any of these guys mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you can see from you know like the way I play uh-huh. it's quite you know far off from what they probably the vision they had was quite different but I think it just shows how good of a drummer you are yeah and man you're <laughs> the best <laughs> <laughs> to be able to uh, accommodate such a wide range of um, genres is which is why if you need a session <laughs> <laughs> okay cool so actually uh, we actually made a playlist just as how we did with Prodigium we made a playlist of uh, influences so if you guys are interested in the Losos of Matahari, Tiny and the Crack Kids, you can actually go listen to the playlist and I'm sure you will enjoy it as well. Okay, so <laughs> now we're moving on to a topic that I have been wanting to discuss um, with Sarah and with her band for a long time. It is what actually we're friends um, mm-hmm. in real life. So mm-hmm. we actually do talk about this in real yep. life and I thought it was it would be great if we could put this on Nonsa FM and mm-hmm. you know let everyone listen to our conversation. So yeah, um, I remember I was driving to a gig with Sarah yeah. and we were in the car, it was jam. We were going jam. to a Pastel Lights yes. album launch. And we were talking about what it means to be independent mm. and the term indie. Mm-hmm. Um, quote unquote indie mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and how we how people tend to use it these days so um, what are your thoughts Sarah? Well you convinced me in the car how like <laughs> indie is such a general term and indie comes from independent meaning like the band doesn't is not signed like to a label and whatnot. they're all on their own um, like you said uh, when people say it like oh it's indie music do they mean alternative or the band is like an independent band yeah like uh danish danish uh when we were wanted when we wanted to uh describe uh, describe our band uh we said alternative and then maybe like punk uh, or new wave and then he, he was like alternative indie <laughs> I was like, indie, dude. <laughs> What's your take on that? Um, yeah, I was gonna say like alternative slash indie because like those terms are like usually used like interchangeably, mm-hmm. and um, I guess for me, I mean, I don't know the meaning of indie yeah. as well, but it's it seems to me like it it just it breaks away from that sort of um, standardized music that I guess the big companies have set. You know, it's like they all have this certain sort of monotonous sound and those who are indie try to break away from that kind of sound mm-hmm. I think that's my take on it like yeah. Boy Pablo it's indie pop it's so indie pop, indie yeah. pop. and there's like a lot of like K3. yeah within indie there's like a lot of genres of indie yeah. pop indie rock you know. general yeah it's a very it's a general term yeah but I don't like how how like people tend to just throw that word indie at a band mm. and 
they just assume that that's the sound because indie is derived from independent as we yes. said and um being independent being an independent band you don't have to cater to commercial mm. taste so that's why the indie sound is so unique unique yeah. as your band is oh, as you. well <laughs> so yeah so i don't enjoy how people like to just say oh that's the that's that indie sounding shit you know anything like with a flanger or a chorus <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah <laughs> I, I don't know why we're gonna end on this like we don't really have a conclusion like what's your so, take on so it though it's not indie because they play you know weird sounds in their music would you call it not indie i mean now there's like bedroom pop is that considered yeah. indie or i mean i wouldn't use indie as like something to describe a genre mm. i would use it to describe the status the, of an yeah, artist yeah. Okay. but there are independent record labels as well and they mm, sign independent yeah. artists exactly. and they too have a unique sound mm-hmm. yeah i guess it's just like um how like let's say motown like how they had a specific sound mm-hmm, yep. and people even now they are still playing motown music yeah. so maybe malaysia's music um, scene is not yet mature enough mm-hmm. to have like let's say a yuna bedroom mm, you know yeah. yuna bedroom yeah. records yeah. sound yet mm-hmm. but i think it's slowly getting there yeah, yeah. but yeah so i would prefer people not to use it so dismissively yeah this term indie so but even if we say alternative like that's also something that general is as well, a right? very general yeah. as well so it's just something that is not Mm-hmm. But then there's indie pop and alternative pop. Yeah. So when that comes into, like, I don't know, I guess like Boy Pablo and mm-hmm. Pum Ripper it, mm-hmm. like they were considered indie, but now they are pop. So they're pop, what's their yeah. status now? Yeah, it's it's a bit weird. But um, to segue into um, the music scene in Malaysia, I think um, off um, off off the off air just now, mm-hmm. uh, the Danish talks about um, how. It is actually kind of a privilege to play music in Malaysia, and I wholeheartedly agree. I don't think yep. our government has actually um, put a lot of focus into the arts, mm-hmm. as uh, some of the press statements from a few months ago yeah. <laughs> has shown. So yeah, I would like to have a discussion about this. Um, sure, I guess I'll start off. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't really um, grow up in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up. I grew up um, a bit in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and the music scene there is, is amazing. Like everyone, damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone's just everyone's just their own person. Everyone's yeah. trying to sell the mixtape. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you go to Times Square, everyone's trying to like sell their mixtape. If you don't mixtape? accept, they like they'll stab you. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I spent a lot of time making music there as well, and like everyone just has their own thing, is doing their own thing, mm-hmm. and. You don't have to be particularly privileged because I guess music education there is pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Everyone can play like a basic instrument, and so everyone can go out and buy a guitar or mm-hmm. anything and start writing their own music. And everyone can like go and look up chords on the internet. But when I came to Malaysia, what I noticed in the music scene, especially at this university, is that it tends to be, like you said, privileged people that can afford and play because music is very expensive here. Mm-hmm. Especially like Dawood, as you know, like drum kits and mm-hmm. drum stuff. Yeah, they get quite yeah. expensive. Exactly, yeah. So I feel like because of that, the music that's generated talks about very privileged experiences. Mm-hmm. Some, some of very materialistic. Sometimes people try to talk about stuff they haven't lived. So you mm-hmm. get these this kind of um, 
Call them out. Call them out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to guys who listen to. Sorry to people who listen to uh, Asian rap. But Oof. I feel like I feel like a lot of Asian artists um, are again privileged, and they 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 they're rapping about like they're trying to emulate like sort of this African American experience. But like, yeah. you, I mean, I don't. Know, I'm sorry, but you don't. You didn't uh, have to live in the institutionalized institutionalized racist societies mm-hmm. you know you don't have to deal with issues of poverty or i guess drug abuse so it feels a bit i don't know i wouldn't say condescending but like i kind of feel like drug abuse is possible though drug abuse is definitely possible mm-hmm. but yeah i guess like i know in america it's just completely it's just it's a, visible it's visible you yeah. see that stuff on the streets mm-hmm. you see that like everywhere yeah and um i don't know i just feel like we need more um I guess viewpoints from those who are who don't have a voice. I guess the oppressed in our yeah. society, um, guys, are people of the uh, lower classes, you know, and like, um, I guess also like people who don't get a voice, like women mm-hmm. and the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. I think they're very severely underrepresented. Yeah. So in Malaysia. In Malaysia. In yeah. Malaysia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are your takes on it, guys? Um, for me, I think because I came from a public school background. Uh, went to primary school how long was it 12 years ago so <laughs> yeah, yeah 12 was 13 years ago so they had basic music classes mm. you know you could learn the recorder yeah, but that, that's recorder, about it yeah. I can't speak for it now because they've revamped the education system a lot mm-hmm. so I, I mean I've seen you know online that you know kids are learning guitar and stuff yeah. in mm. pr- public schools so I can't really say much about you know how much the government is helping but I can agree with Dan- uh, Danish that music is, you know, you have to be quite privileged, privileged I guess, to, yeah. mm, to play an instrument. Because something like the drums, you know, to go for drum classes in a school like, for example, Yamaha Music or Rock School, mm-hmm. a class would cost you, you know, like 50 ringgit per class. Yeah. And some families can't afford that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you were to practice, you know, at home by your own kit, cheapest kits go for like 1k plus. And that's, you know, that's some people's like one whole month of salary. It's pricey, man. Quite expensive. Like to add on to that, like, um, I I pay for all my instruments. Mm-hmm. So, my guitar, my bass, and drums all from me, and that's from me saving my lunch money. Same. Right? My goodness. It's same. It's like like twenty dollars. Like high know, school. In high school lunch yeah. money, but if you try to save your lunch money here, oh you my would, god! I mean, people who work still can't afford that. So like, how do you expect people to? Like, yeah, you know, for the kids, you know. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? What do you think about? Oh God! Um, <laughs> like Danish said, like kids here, they gotta starve themselves to uh, buy a guitar. Like my first guitar, uh, my first guitar is a Telecaster, a Squire Telecaster. Like I can't even afford a Fender yet. Uh, a Telecaster, which was uh, around one, one point five k, I think, or one point two k. And that is also like that Telecaster had like defects, mm-hmm. like the knobs were missing. But I still wanted it because I wanted to play, and um, it, and because there's defects, the people there still won't cut the price of the guitar. And I guess how how is the music here going to uh, how do we say um, improve if like things like that uh, kids won't have opportunities at all and will never have uh, advan- will never be advanced like 
U.S. I guess. And I just it stifles creativity. Yeah. However, um, on the other side, I I do think that the creative people will always find a way. Like mm-hmm. I personally, I don't think gear matters that much. Uh, of course, gear comes in like it do affects um, the music that you do. But um, like I I think you can write a good song on a crappy like fifty ringgit guitar yeah. or like s- the toy keyboard that you know you can buy oh, at right. the Pasamalam. Yeah, yeah. I I do think that people can make music with what they have on hand. Mm-hmm. But yes, I I also agree with how having good gear and having quality gear it is something that very privileged people mm-hmm. and very privileged families can afford to do yeah on that note <laughs> <laughs> yeah um as tiny and the crack kids is one of the few female front like um mm. you know female fronted bands yeah. on campus yeah i just it's part of our normal conversation as well mm-hmm. so it's just want to talk about um, how 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 it is to be a female fronting band um, on the local scene mm-hmm. as well as any discrimination or sexism oh that you've <laughs> <laughs> like being a woman being a woman you're in your and being a woman and if you have not gotten like discriminated or like wait is discriminated and underestimated the same thing I mean, you could ask the IR student. Uh, <laughs> I'm not very good with words, but uh, discriminated. I guess. I guess a form of discrimination is assuming. Yeah. Underestimated. Well, yeah. I've had my fair share of it, mm. from, from just being at home to like school to, the studio itself. Um, it's just it's, it's just life, you know. It's like it's the thing that we just have to. Deal with and it kind of it gets to you, but uh, being a front woman of uh, in this industry, you just I'm still learning to take control of my own craft. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope that in the future uh, I'll be able to take more control. Like mm-hmm. this is my craft. Shut the fuck up <laughs> and just play how you're supposed to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Personally, as um, someone who plays um, in KL as well as on campus, I don't like the part where it's like people always feel like I, I always feel that I need to prove that I'm worth listening to. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I I under I know myself like I know my craft and I know that it's worth listening to. But mm-hmm. when I go out on the stage, um, I I feel that I have the need to prove that, and mm-hmm. I don't yep. want like future like future girls to feel that way right yeah because that's not right like they, they should just go up on stage and just have mm-hmm. fun enjoy mm-hmm. themselves and that that should be it like that should be how you're supposed to express yourself with music yeah we get like uh with having to prove prove ourselves like that on stage uh like you got your own goals mm-hmm. and you you can't let other people explain your own goals mm-hmm. It's yeah, it, it gets you. <laughs> oh, I just thought of something that I wanted to talk about, um, and it's the definition of punk. 
Ooh, <laughs> the definition of punk. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you haven't been catching up with the news recently, oh god, no. Um, there has been a Malaysian quote unquote punk band that has been spewing some very hateful speech Ooh. and they amazingly even after backlash they still stand by their yep. viewpoints mm-hmm. so what does it mean to be punk in this political climate i would say in malaysia specifically like what are your like do you guys <laughs> what are your takes on this god i mean punk from the first time i learned what punk was or is um, the first punk song? What Green Day? The most basic Green Green Day was always singing about freedom. Yeah, like freedom, peace, just being free from oppression. And mm. from what from what Bunk Face did, that's <laughs> uh, not right, man. It was totally uncalled for. Everyone is fighting for for their own peace. You can't just tell a person to buggy mampus, okay? Like. What's your take on it? I mean, I know, because originally, wasn't punk supposed to be like a counterculture, anti-conservative yeah. sort of movement? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, you it's like associated with like those like, you know, people who like punch Nazis and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then now it's like being reappropriated by fascists. By, by fascists. Fascists. And like, I feel like what Bunkface did is that they're riding on this wave of reactionary anti-leftist, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, um, I guess... Um, thinking in Malaysia right Too now. Many fancy words. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, um, that's kind of like present in like Malaysian society mm-hmm. right now. That's like trying to be all like you know, oh, let's like wreck these liberals, you know, like yeah, yeah, and like, and maybe that's how they will get listen like views or whatever. So I mean, they're I trying to like target a specific audience, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I think I guess that to me, like I feel that. They're just trying to stay relevant mm-hmm. because they have been dropping off. Like yeah. they have, they are, they are, honestly, they are a legendary status. They have a legendary yeah. status mm-hmm. in the music scene in Malaysia. But recently, they're they don't have much going on for them. No, so. lately. Yeah, so I feel that part of it is like a PR stunt. PR stunt. Yeah. yeah so they rode the wave. They got the views. They got the people mm-hmm. talking about Bong Face. Got people on their side. Yeah. Yeah. But I still don't think they are punk. No, there are a lot of local bands out there who are surprisingly punk, like Vinopian Solitude. Oh yeah, yeah. they are so punk. <laughs> yeah, they they use their platform to speak up about current political yep. issues mm-hmm, and true. other societal issues, mm-hmm. and they they are truly themselves. Like they are, yeah. It's if you don't know, Vinopian Solitude is fronted by Takahara Suiko. Mm-hmm. Oh, She's love amazing. Her. Love her. Um, she is a Muslim woman mm-hmm. who covers up like she yeah, yeah her art is well covered yep. <laughs> but she yeah. can still like rock out on yeah. stage you know so that doesn't is punk to me it <laughs> doesn't matter what you were exactly like and the things that she writes about is truly like like the concept of punk you mm-hmm. know like yeah. it's just yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can, I, can I add on to that? Like, yeah, sure. Because like, you know how you say, I, mean, I don't know this band, but mm-hmm. like you say she covers up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's a big fuck you to the whole like um, sexualized yeah. culture like that yes. expects women exactly. to like be revealing to get mm-hmm. you know, views. And like, 
I think uh, I think Bjork said this. Bjork, but she yeah. was in a feminist icon, but she mm-hmm. was like, "This isn't the age of women. A uh, women because women still they're women first, and they're everything else. Because men they can be hardcore, they can be cool, they can be whatever, and then people will think he's a man later. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, for yeah. women, they can't be all that, and then they just happen to be a woman. Mm-hmm. A woman. Mm-hmm. Like for example, when you like the fact that you um pointed out like. How does it feel being a female lead? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I didn't even notice that Sarah was like, if you like, it's like that's like yeah. it sh- that's how it should be. Like, yeah, you know, how we, sh- we should exactly. be. She should be like, she should be a musician. She should be a guitarist first, yeah. and later, later, twenty adjectives later, yeah. she yeah. just happens to be mm-hmm. a woman as yeah. well. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you think, though? Yeah. What do you uh, think, though? Punk facing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You know, I've made it clear a lot of times that freedom of speech and hate speech, they don't. Mix They're well. not the same. Mm-hmm. And I think. You know, it's hard to you know define both of them because if you really want freedom of speech, then hate speech is included in freedom of speech. So I don't want to get to that debate. Controversial. Okay, cool. Okay, so wow, we have actually <laughs> talked for quite a long time. Um, <laughs> surprisingly, <laughs> this is just a bunch of people just chilling, just mm-hmm. vibing. You know, just vibes. Yeah. Just no cameras, just vibes. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you guys have any advice for the musicians on campus? Like, people, like, this foundation kid who just happens to, you know, she really want to play with people. Like, do you have any? My advice? Yeah. If, you know, your foundation kid, you know, just, like, getting into uh, the music scene in this university would be to, you know, go to my Instagram, at Daoho, and then, you know, be like, hey, bro, you want to play with me? Mm-hmm. Uh, do that. Actually, yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm looking for a uh, uh, blues bassist, guitarist, uh, on a harmonica player, so mm-hmm. I need like three more people. So so basically, Dawood is basically saying that if you want to play music, you just got to reach out to people. Yeah. Yeah, which is, which is more how... More accurate actually than you yeah. know, just reaching yeah. out to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, you know, just contact this one guy if you want to play music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, talk to people around campus, mm-hmm. you know, talk to your course mates, I guess, mm-hmm. and you know, find people that have the same interest in music. It'll be mm-hmm. easier to play with people that you know play the same music that you're interested in mm-hmm. compared to playing you know music that you don't like yeah but yeah that's what i did uh, in foundation <coughs> i was like looking for people uh yeah found danish through like friends mutual friends yeah. yeah mutual friends yeah and yeah my advice is to just get out there because i was feeling so like bored mm-hmm. and just like just like in a cage and like I can't wait for people to do it for me so you really have to start it starts with you yeah I just want to echo their sentiments we'll just get out there talk to people um, we never know they might have the same musical mm-hmm. interests as you um, and you just be passionate like even if like people give you shit for it just keep on going keep on improving mm-hmm. uh, and keep on practicing um, but yeah if you ever want to Jam, just uh, hit us up. G- uh, g- uh, hit me up at, at Dankish Raja okay, Instagram. Nice. Okay, on that pluggy note, <laughs> do you guys have, before we end the interview, do you guys have anything um, you guys want to promote? Your Instagram? Wait, when will this be up? Your, it will be up uh, before Unmute. Before Unmute. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, catch us uh, at Unmute 2020. On the 17th of March mm-hmm. uh, at the Great Hall. Get your tickets from uh, UNM underscore music, music Society. Society. Yeah, underscore Music Society on Instagram. 
and um, follow us on Instagram at Tiny and the Crackheads. And also, just to sneak in there, there'll be a, a Sonic Maha debut show at the Gasket Alley mm-hmm. on the 21st of March, which is a Saturday at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be sessioning for Islands. There's mm-hmm. a shoegaze band there, so yeah. Yeah, and uh, if you you know if you're interested in talking about arts in Malaysia, like some more, you can come to um, this event called Project Irama. Mm-hmm. It's happening at Gerak Budaya. Um, it's in PJ. It's gonna you know have like talks about arts and you know the stigma that artists have in Malaysia. It's happening on the twenty first of March. Also. Also. Oh yeah, also. <laughs> With her gig as well. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> 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 I mean, you could go for both. Yeah, you can go for we both. It's, to it's, you, it's, it's a weekend. Yeah, you know, get out there. Get out there. You know, go and go and watch uh, different different so artists. Gasket Ali. Gasket Ali and PJ. PJ. Oh, okay, yeah. So and you can just like, you can just, like walk there. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good way. Like, because yeah. like you're talking about arts and stigma, yeah. and then you go to a gig after. You go, you go, <laughs> you go to Dallas <laughs> thing, <laughs> and you venue. come to Gasket Ali. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, on. I guess that's it for the interview, guys. It was really fun talking to you guys. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll play a clip from Telosuzuda Matahari after this. And thank you guys for coming. Thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you guys next time. Okay, bye. Jangan menangis sinilah ini telur susu dan Thanks for listening to Student Shoutouts exclusively on Nata FM. That was our interview with Tiny and the Crackheads. Go check out the full live versions of their original music on NTV's YouTube channel. Here on Nata FM, we upload podcasts every Wednesdays and Saturdays, so do give our Spotify page a follow, as well as our Instagram for more updates. 